All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt. And Jake here. And uh, we're coming to you with another Torah portion. And uh, this one is Judgments or Mishpatim. Exodus 21 through 24, 8. So pretty interesting topic this week. There's a lot of things to discuss. We can't discuss all the rabbit trails and all the things that you can uncover in this Torah portion in 20 minutes or less. No, but it is definitely an interesting portion. This one is worthy of your time and study to expand on some of the ideas that we're going to um, uncover. So you ready? Yes. All right. So first off, we've got this mixed multitude. So um, they have clearly a lot of foreigners. Where were these foreigners from, Jake? Uh Egypt and the surrounding uh, bergs. Yeah, because you remember in the backstory up until this point, there's a lot of famines, and there's there was this thing that happened, and still happens in the world that the people run out of food, they go to the big city to get work, to get jobs, and this had been happening in Egypt for a long time. So there were a lot of people. It was a melting pot from all over the world. Yeah, and so um, it wasn't just Jewish people that left. Right, because uh, there were 12 tribes yes. there, and they, for one. <laughs> and, and as far as we know, they didn't even call anybody Jewish at this point. Right. That wasn't even a term people used. Right, as a group, they were the Israelites. And then there was also the, as you're saying, as it says, the mixed multitude of people that came out of Egypt with them. So it's uh, at the beginning of this portion, we see that there's a... A uh, bunch of foreigners that are running around the camp. And where did they come from? They came out of Egypt with the Israelites. And we encourage you to look at other teachings that we've done and other people have done where it talks about like what is a Jew. And if it's something to research and something to figure out. If you don't know what a Jew is and what the difference is between a quote-unquote <laughs> Jew, uh, even today, what a quote-unquote Jew is versus maybe someone that's considered an Israelite, a Hebrew, one who's crossed over. They're not necessarily the same thing. It may be different than what you thought. Right. But, you know, you have to examine it with an open mind. All right, so you get this one about Pierce My Ear. And there was a song that I was trying to sing, but Jake immediately shut me down and said I was forbidden to ever sing that in public. Correct. Shut so. it down. So there's a, there's a story about piercing the ear. Why, why did they do this, Jake, in 21, 6 through 7? So this was a, uh, uh, you were accepting uh, to live with your master at that point. You were saying uh, uh, as a, a bond servant, you were given the option to, to leave. Or if you loved the family you were with, then you could join them and you would uh, they would pierce your ear with the awl in the door and uh, that would signify that you're with them now. Which is a whole nother topic because when we think, you know, so I've discussed with atheists before, they're like, how can you believe in the God who allowed slavery? Well, this kind of slavery is very different than the kind of slavery we saw in the American South and in the world, in the Atlantic slave trade. Right. And we have that's a very... N- that's not this slavery. Right. We have a very, uh, you know, compact view, a closed-minded view of what slavery really is. Slavery is a trigger word. Right. But, you know, So we automatically like, huh? think of, 
like Americans do, we're the only people around, yes. right? So we think yes. we invented it and, mm-hmm. it, you know, it just, that however we did it, that's mm-hmm. the way it was done. But, and this is another example of God's grace and mercy allowing, uh, you know, for this choice, the person had free will, they had a period of time they had to serve, which we'd call that work today. Right. And at the end <laughs> of the work period, they were allowed if they they could choose to take on the identity of this family. They and could that's, be grafted into the family. Yeah, grafted in. That's exactly right. Anyway, you could camp out here for a while, but we're going to move on. Right. So uh, there's the quote. Uh, well, well, that's that's, uh, that's, that's your what we were saying. Quote, yes, uh, yes. quote Matt. <laughs> so we just, we just said that. All right, so then you get this blessings and curses. You get eye for eye. Do you think that meant literally go... If you took my eye out, I'm coming to take your eye out. Or was it more of a concept of being willing to help someone who you hurt and now you're committed and it's going to have to hurt you a little bit to help them because you've messed them up and they can't earn a living and now you got to go help them. I think that's definitely the the intent. I mean, if we look at the precepts and principles of of the command, it's more um, it's more equal payment for for you know equal restitution for what how you've wronged someone yeah and if you just had go rob someone's eye now i mean how did that help you temporarily made you feel better but then if you literally had to be their eyes and ears for the rest of your life helping them out that 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 that's a little more difficult yeah you know, it's a long term, but either way, I mean, I'm not going to die on this sword and have a big argument with someone. Um, we, we know this is effective strategy. If you if there's a direct punishment for doing things, uh, people don't tend to do them. Right. Exhibit it's, A, um, Saudi Arabia. Right. Yeah. And if you uh, uh, it goes back to the golden rule, right? Treat. Mm-hmm others how you would be treated you would like to be treated right so mm-hmm. i'm not gonna poke your eyes out mm-hmm. if i don't want my eyes poked out. yeah 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 i think people can get hung up on this and they kind of miss the point the, the point is be nice <laughs> don't be a jerk um and so then you get 19.1 would you read this okay so this is not part of the portion but this ties in because it's very important to know where we are coming into this into the portion so in the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. And then, so this is just kind of establishing when and where they are. So they are at the base of the mountain right now in at Mount Sinai. And in the third month of the year, and it talks about from the... Uh, when the, you know, from when they went forth out of the land of Egypt, which was Passover, um, and then so we know that there's a feast coming up in the third month, which is usually uh, Shavuot, which is what we'll kind of get into, and well, you'll see how it all kind of ties together. So I think it's pretty standard understanding that uh, uh, this is around when they're when Moses goes on the mountain. It's around this time mm-hmm. when these commands are given. Well, and I think it is critical to the story and your under the, your development to to start to be able to connect this moment with the Acts two moment. Because when I left church, Acts two was like it. We need to go back to the Bible and see how the early church did things. 
Right. And they go back to X2 and it's like, well, you forgot about, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, a few thousand years of uh, church. That's right. And no one ever told me that X2 was connected to this moment. Right. No one ever drew that conclusion. But studying Torah, you're able to draw that conclusion and go, oh, oh, it's these are connected moments. It's the same kind of thing. So you have this idea of there are people and there's fire involved. One the mountains on fire. The other one, they've got tongues of fire on their head. Right. And we have to assume that this both events are multilingual. If you have a truly mixed multitude, not everyone spoke English, first off. <laughs> Probably none of them. <laughs> and none of them looked English in any way. And, uh, you know, they, they, but anyway, they, they, they were all kinds of races and all kinds of people and they spoke different languages. And so either Yahuwah either they all understood Hebrew or the people that they were with translated it for them. Somehow they heard it. Yeah. I believe that it was translated for them. Um, and it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't say it was miraculous, but it's possible right. that they're almost the same story. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be miraculous to, to have them hear. Right. They heard the gospel right. basically. And then, and then also you have this idea of, this group of people who are embedded with another group and they basically were supposed to be the prophet priest to these people that they were embedded with who didn't know the ways of God and they were supposed to teach them about him and all of his ways and very similar to what we see in Acts with the Gentile believers. Right. And, and And so anyway, it's pretty interesting. And like I said, it's a deep rabbit hole and um, you need to spend some time looking at it. Right. So 2314, Jake, are these the Jewish feasts? Uh, it says that they're Yahweh's feasts. Keep the feast of Yahweh. Uh, because, again, why would they say? Why would it say keep the Jewish feasts? Their Jews weren't even invented yet. Right. They're the term, anyway. The term, right. So, so right now, it wasn't one tribe was, was assigned feast days. That mm-hmm. doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. It was... Yahweh's people, which is all the Israelites, the Jews were just one of those tribes. I don't know why that gets missed, and they're the only tribe we remember mm-hmm. anymore. But And there's also a model and a plan of salvation and progress. You know, he, he saves us with grace because of our faith, and that was Passover. They didn't mm-hmm. have to do a whole lot. They had to follow a few simple instructions, and then they didn't have a lot of instructions but it was after all, that. it was all trust that... Yeah he'll protect you if you mm-hmm. do what he says. And then once they kind of go through that, then there's another layer of this relationship where there's more things you got to do. And that's where they are. They're learning about w- what else is involved in this. And, um, but it's very similar to our salva- modern salvation where very little is required at the beginning. But as you grow in this relationship, you're like, Oh, I got to do this too. You know, you find out more about it. Right. Well, and it's right. It's a, um, you're, you're understanding what Yah's character is. His character is being revealed to them. And so once I find out, oh, Yah likes this, mm-hmm. not this, I'm going to do more of the what he likes. And most of us can't and, take all that at once. Right. You can't take, if he downloaded all of that at once, you'd be like, whoa, your head would explode. Right. And we don't see uh, Paul in the New Testament giving it all mm-hmm. at once. And he even says, you know, somewhere on milk and somewhere on meat, you got to get, it's a, 
process. Which is a model and example for us to follow too. When we talk to people, we have to realize that, that, that everybody is at different places and we have to accept them where they are. And uh, even if we think they're on the wrong path or wrong at the moment, um, we were wrong too. Right. The point <laughs> is to point them to the path that's getting us through the woods, right? Yeah. It's not to just transport them to the path. It's point them to the path. Yeah. Yeah. It's a journey you have to go down. All right. So then you get 23, 15 through 16, where it's more details about the feast. Right. So it talks, I think it talks specifically about these three feasts on leavened bread, the feast of harvest so, and the in gathering. So what are these? What do we know these as? So unleavened bread is, uh, comes right after Passover. These are the ones that you would go to. They eventually are told that they would go to to Israel mm-hmm. to take part in. Mm-hmm. Feast of Ingathering is Shavuot or Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. Those are all the Feast of Harvest. And then Ingathering is Sukkot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you gather all your harvest in. Yeah. And there's some debate about how you classify Passover and living bread and take it apart, or is it one thing? And we're right. not getting into that. That is definitely interesting. But, but the bottom line is he lays this out here uh, pretty early on. Right. And then another interesting thing in verse 23, 20, he says, Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which I prepared. Jake, it sounds like some of the things we've talked about. Yes, it certainly does. So this is... so. It, it's very interesting that he gives them, you know, what he's, you know, he tells them, these are the things that I want you to do. Uh, and then he says, and I'm going to give you this angel to help you to do them, basically. Uh, and so what does that sound like? It does kind of sound like the Holy Spirit to me. And so a lot of people have, in my whole life, I've heard the argument, there was no Holy Spirit back in the Old Testament. Right. And um, I don't think that's true, because then how do you balance the scripture of I, the Lord, do not change um, you know, he's the same. So, and how do you, how do you, I mean, how else do you see this? What, I, I know it doesn't say Ruach HaKadosh. No, it doesn't. But we acknowledge what's, that. what's the purpose of the Holy Spirit? It's to guide you in the way that you should, that has been prepared for you, mm-hmm. right? It's the purpose of the Holy Spirit, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's this messenger of Yah that helps us to do that. Yeah. And yeah. when you look at what time of year this is, right? It's Shavuot, it's mm-hmm. Pentecost. It ties exactly into Acts 2, like you're saying, when uh, the Holy Spirit's given to men. Now, uh, yeah, I've heard the argument that the Holy Spirit was given to specific people mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, and then in the New Testament, it's given to all people. But this, I think, goes against that understanding. And be- just because it's, you know, we can recognize themes and patterns in Scripture, this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are other places it mentioned it, you know, mentions the Holy Spirit being in the camp and that kind of thing. And, and I, I do think uh, to take a slightly different contrarian view, maybe even to what we talked about before. But I, I do think you could argue something different is with the Spirit in Acts. Um, but I think that He was willing to do it here. Um, and the people had already said no. So I think there probably was a little bit of a difference, but it was the people in Acts are in a different place spiritually. They're not rejecting him. They're not whoring on the mountain. Right. And these people are whoring on the mountain. So in some ways, 
the why end, would he give them the Holy Spirit? Right. The indwelling of the Spirit is a little different. I think it's the print, like you said, the principle is there, and how it looks between this generation and the generation up here, it, it probably is a little different. But it's it all had to do with where the people were. But it was, I believe, true in his character and his story. He was willing to to indwell them at that moment on the mountain with the Holy Spirit, but they did not go right. for it. And this is this is again a a physical kind of representation yeah. at the beginning, uh, and the the New Testament is very uh, take that physical and apply it inward because it's uh, because out of the inside comes your actions. So, so uh, moving along, so the the helper we talked about foreshadowing of the spirit in twenty three twenty. And uh, we definitely talked about that. And then you've got this place prepared again, Jake. Why is the wedding language everywhere? Uh, maybe because it helps tell the story, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. That's <laughs> part of the plan, huh? So yeah, uh, definitely another. And so if you've never looked at that, there's a lot of teachings by Michael Oman. There's some that we've done uh, where we interviewed him and other other things you can go look at, but it's something to go research and study the significance of the wedding model. And we shouldn't be so shocked that our creator, Yahweh, knew us well enough to understand he needed to give us very concrete, simple things that we could wrap our minds around and understand. And he gave us this wedding model and, um, you know, it helps us understand how this all works. Right. So the place prepared is the... Um... Uh, the groom goes off and prepares a place and then the bride comes to that place and the Holy Spirit is that friend of the groom who brings them to the the place that's mm-hmm. been prepared. So. And you know, you think he's talking about the promised land here for them and yeah. going ahead of them. And he did, you know, cause you read later where people were terrified of them. They're like, Oh, we heard what y'all did over there. Yeah. Uh, here's our weapons. We just lay down. <laughs> so, um, and so we did another teaching about the gospel story of the feast. It's a pretty fascinating uh, connection uh, saying you can tell the gospel story through the feast. Right. And, and so we go into a little bit more about, uh, you know, this Shavuot connection and stuff like that in there. And if you have a second, check that out for more information. So as we come towards the end, we are reaching um, that. And uh, this is Judgments, Exodus 21 through 24, 8. Bottom line is we encourage you to read it. Don't take our word for it. Right. So this is week 18 and uh, a lot in there. So like Matt said, read it for yourself and uh, try to try to keep your mind open to some of these things that... Uh, we pointed out maybe that's right so we encourage you to google it check out our website um, google sabbath lounge uh, we're in multiple platforms uh, podcast all kinds of places and we, we do appreciate your time today and thank you for stopping by this is matt and, and jake signing off